finished the book of Acts. Okay, so we finished it up, 28 chapters, knocked it out, one year down, uh, 65 more to go. But, you know, I, I kind of feel like you come to like an abrupt stop at the end where it's just like, okay, we finished. Paul was there, he's writing some letters. He wrote Philippians, he wrote Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, and a couple other things. And so, end of the day, awesome, great, that was the story. And so I feel like, well, you know, there's got to be like some closing thoughts, some closing ideas. Um, the hope is at the end of Acts, we could really say, here's what the church is, here's what the church is about, here's what the church should do, here's what it should look like. Um, and so I want to make sure we at least talk about that at least one Sunday morning, right? Because we've kind of been along the journey, along the ride, catching all these snapshots from all over the place, uh, and it was like a year ago. Uh, it's a long time. I mean, hopefully you've had a chance to follow along with us and read a whole book of the Bible, the book of Acts. And if you missed anything, of course, it's you know, online on the website. But if you've been traveling with us, it's been a long time. And so it's probably worthwhile to take one morning, closing thoughts, ideas, revisit Acts, and be like, all right, like, what was God trying to say through the book of Acts? Like, why Luke was writing it? Why was he speaking through Luke in the ways that he did with the stories that he brought about. Why were those things highlighted? Because a lot of other things happened. But for whatever reason, God didn't have Luke write that stuff down. So the question is, like, what? Like, the focus is the church. I, I think that's pretty obvious. It's the church, but what about it? All we really know about the church, at least familiar, is, is 2011. That's, that's what we know. That's what we're familiar with. And was that God's idea, the way it looks like now? Is that the model? Like, um, you know, uh, are denominations a good thing? Are they a bad thing? Is there uh, certain ways we should dress the church? Is there certain music that should be played? Is, what is all this stuff about? So we're going to kind of visit and take a look at some of that. So uh, if you got your Bible, um, I would just turn to Acts, just the first chapter. We'll kind of be bouncing around a little bit because the idea is to kind of get like a recap and see what this is really about. And so as we go through it, I just want to make sure that in your mind, as you're thinking about this, as we're going through it, think the church, right? Think the church. Like that's, that was kind of the theme, that was kind of the focus. When you, when you go online and you look at where the messages uh, get posted there on our website, um, it usually gives the set section of scripture that we did that morning, it gives the title, and then next to it says, right, the church. Um, because that was really the whole theme, really, of the book, how it showed up, what happened once it got here, um, and then all the stories involved. So think the church, and we're going to kind of bounce around to look at some different ideas. Um, so, the first thing is, let's see here, here's the questions we were talking about. This is uh, kind of why we're looking at it, right? So what is the church? What is it supposed to do? How are we supposed to do it? What does God think about it? What's the purpose? What's my role? Right? I think those are, should be like some driving key questions, some ideas. Your thought process should fall somewhere and be somewhere in there after coming through a whole book of the Bible, specifically Acts, and it has to do with church. Um, and it's pretty cool, pretty exciting because like, we're a new church, and so we should definitely like, look at this stuff and kind of see how it works. What are we supposed to do? Is there a right way to do it? What does God think about it? Uh, what's the purpose? And then ultimately, surely, you know, where do I fit in? Like, what's my role? How has God to kind of have me in this thing here? So, um, 
this is an online snapshot, right? So some people, right, if they want to figure out what the church is about, uh, in this day and age, in 2011, they might go online, they might type it in Google, and just see what pops up, right? What pops up? Uh, so I did that this week. I just, well, let's see. Let's, I'll type in church. We'll see what pops up. So the first thing that popped up was uh, local churches in the area. Uh, and then the next thing that popped up was uh, church's uh, chicken. That was the second thing on there. Um, so I took a snapshot of that and put that up there. Yeah, church's chicken. And, uh, and their website is uh, under construction there, as you can see. And then uh, on Wikipedia, it talks about church. And under Wikipedia, it gives a lot of different um, ideas of church. It talks about uh, church as a whole, like a group of people. It talks of different types of churches, different types of denominations. And so um, it doesn't really define it well. And for us experts, since we've just been through the book of Acts, we are now experts. We have graduated. Uh, we can put some credentials, some letters after our name. We can put a big A because we finished that. Um, we know what to look for. And so Wikipedia's definition is not really that great. It's not really that great. Um, but if we have to refine it, um, you know, how could we refine it? Um, and so the question really is, right, what is church? We can't really go any further um, as far as like what to do, what's my role, what does God think about it? And this was like, like, what is the deal? What are we doing like when we get here on a Sunday morning? Are you going on a Sunday night? Like what, what are we doing? We're just kind of hanging out as a group of people and just like saying nice things and doing nice things and making people feel good. Um, are, um, does, a, like, does the whole Bible really have to be into it? Do songs have to be there? Do you have to sit like in a certain way? Do you have to, like what is, what is the idea here? So we really got four thoughts and that's the first um, thought. And so to get us started and kind of thinking in that mindset and in that frame of reference, we have a video clip that we're going to show. You can go and show that video clip uh, and help us think about it. Lately, it seems that we're getting more and more confused about what a church actually is. So let's take some time to set the record straight. Church is not a building, though a building can be used by a church. Church is not a denomination, though a set of beliefs should be important to a church. Church is not about Sunday, though a church should not forsake meeting together. Church is not about one person or personality, though every church should be pastored. And church is not about size or growth, though every church is called to make disciples. So don't think of church as an address or a location, but rather think of church as mobile and on the move. Don't think of church as something built or planted, but rather think of church as something deployed. Don't think of church as where you are for an hour each week, but rather what you are every day of the week, because the church is the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Feet shouldn't sit still. Hands shouldn't be idle. Feet go. Hands do. This is the church. Church isn't what you're sitting through right now, because you are the church. Now go and be the church. So I like that video. It kind of gets us uh, thinking about, if we can go back to that last slide that we were on before, that would be the perfect one. Perfect. Right? So it gets us thinking about, you know, as far as like what church is, like how do we fit. Um, I like the closing shot there of like kind of how they're all at church. It's kind of like home base. They kind of like get their marching orders and boom, they go out and they just like infiltrate. Like we get deployed. This is the word they use in the video. We just go out, you know, and we be the church. 
And so it leads to an interesting kind of thought. Maybe you thought about it before, maybe you haven't. So really, what is the church, right? So is it like um, a sort of, and I think I have it right here, is it a mass of believers or is it an organization? Like, is the church, like when we get together here, Calvary Chapel, Naugatuck, um, Christ the King Church, um, you know, St. Michael's, is it those, those institutions, those bodies, right? Is that the church that you go to? Um, or is it like all of us, the mass of people that are Christians, right? Because there can be Christians in all different types of church. So is it like each Christian person as a mass, whether it's Sunday morning or it's Tuesday afternoon or Thursday night, or is it those mass groups of people on planet Earth? Like, is that the church? Right, interesting question, right? It's interesting. Is it the institution, the group that we get together and meet with on like Sunday mornings that you're a part of or that you serve in? Or is it just the mass as a whole? Right? Is it the mass as a whole? And then you've got to think about, like, if it's each person is the church, like, well, then could I just say, like, I'm the church, you know, I'm the church, and then I say what goes on, and then, or is there, like, a number? Like, is it, like, three, or is it four? I don't know. Jesus said, if two or more gathered in my name, there I am. So it was like two? Then we got a church. We're rolling now. You know, so it's something um, to think about. As we read through um, the book of Acts, I think that it turns out to be kind of, it's kind of both. It's kind of both. But as we went through the book of Acts, there was a term that stuck out a lot. Um, and, and you wouldn't know. It's in the original language, Ecclesia. Right? Ecclesia um, kind of uh, means where it's like it's a gathering of people, an assembly of people. And in the Old Testament, there's a similar word for it, kehal. And so these two words, believe it or not, they just mean really to an assembly like a group of people. So you could be like the big E and hanging out. And so if you were in Old Testament times, they'd use that word that sort of means uh, ecclesia, a group of people. And now it's kind of, that's what it was referred to as, just a group of people. But when we were in the book of Acts, when they talked about church, and when they used the word church, it was usually meant to have a gathering of people, a gathering of people, which this is very important, right? A gathering of people filled with the Holy Spirit, that precious and wonderful gift, right? That's kind of the big difference. And so church, is it just all of us as a mass together, each person? Or is it just like the institution, the organization? Well, it's kind of both. But as we went through Acts, they referred to it more as just like the group of people, the assembly that was designated for the purpose of worshiping God. And so that's kind of what we'll talk about. It's just us as a group or other groups in town that are gathering together Sunday mornings or Sunday nights or when they get together and they're set apart, and they come together to worship God. And that's actually what the word means. The first part means out, and the second part means called. So they're kind of called out, set apart, to come together to worship. And so as we went through Acts, that is what they were referring to. Now here's right, the interesting part. Church is not, right, it kind of helps to talk about what church is not, it's not really a club. Um, it's not really hangout time. Uh, it's not just an organization. It's not a place for someone to like get their agenda across through a whole bunch of people. Um, and it's not a place to 
practice personal politics. Like, that's not what it is, right? It's just not a group of people trying to move towards some cause and, like, go for it. It should somehow, in some way, resemble the book of Acts. It's got to be in there. Because the difference between a group or a movement towards a cause or something is that the Holy Spirit is involved. That's how we kicked off the book of Acts. They call it the birth of the church. When the Holy Spirit, the part of God, the part of the Trinity, came down, it said it felt felt like tongues like fire on people, and then people were speaking all different kinds of languages where other people could hear, and they're like, hey, how are they talking my language? They're not even from my region. And everybody was doing it, and they remember other people accusing them of being drunk. They're like... And then Peter was like, no, it's only nine in the morning. They're not drunk. It's like, it's this gift that Jesus himself gave us. So this gift were Thanksgiving time, Christmas time. This is like the ultimate gift you could possibly give. Um, he gave us the church, really birthed out of the Holy Spirit. So we're not just a group or a mass of people. It's partly what we are. But it, the idea is we're a group, a mass of people that is infused with the Holy Spirit to where there is something supernatural at stake. Right? That's what church should be. Hopefully we don't do things to sort of squish out the Holy Spirit and just try and do things our like little way and try and keep it like the way we want, conform nice and cute, and keep all the traditions, even though it might be like th- that's not exactly what it's all about. The Holy Spirit has to be in there. And as we read in the book of Acts, sometimes that gets pretty interesting. Um, but let's look like, let's take a look at couple things that should happen, right? So that's kind of what the church is, at least in the book of Acts. It was a group that was set apart to just worship God, acknowledge that He is the center. Essentially, kind of a very generalized definition, but essentially that's what it was all about. So what should happen at the churches? What should happen at like C.C. Naugatuck, right? What should happen at church? When we go around and look at different churches, there should be some things going on. It should be more than um, just getting together for a certain amount of time, doing a song, um, hearing somebody give uh, some sort of message that was, you know, inspiring or sleep-worthy or whatever. Um, hopefully, like, it's more than that. Okay? So, like, what should we be looking for? What are some clues? What are some hints? What are some ideas? And if you're taking notes, um, this is probably a good slide to take notes on. Oh, my goodness. Look at all of that, right? Um, so I just overwhelmed you. It's like getting a drink from a fire hydrant splashing all over the face. So... I'm sorry, but I was just like in the zone and I was writing it down. I probably should have took more time and care, but I was just going. Um, and, and I'll try and walk a little bit slowly through it. Here are some things that we should be looking for, right? Because the idea is, right, we're part of the church. We're all kind of pick apart. I don't think one person ideally is the church, but us together, together, right, as a whole. Um, here's what we should be looking for at churches. And here's how we can evaluate CC Nagatuck as well. All right, where are we at? How are we doing? Are we really letting God kind of transform and do what He wants to do? Or are we, um, and am I as the pastor, doing things that are not letting God do what He wants to do in here, right? We always have to ask ourselves um, those questions. So hopefully, um, one sign that we see is leadership that's obedient to God's word. That's kind of how the, how the book of Acts started. It was leadership that was obedient to God's word. It was uh, the apostles uh, that walked with Jesus. And remember, uh, one guy didn't really make it because he did a bad job. Uh, Judas, right, he betrayed him. So he was, uh, he was out of the picture. And so, but Jesus told him, he said, listen, 
He said, you know, I'm going to go away from here. He said, but you've got to go in Jerusalem, and you've got to wait for this gift. And they didn't know what the gift was. He said, but just go there and just wait. And basically, that's what they did. They went there, they prayed, and they just waited. And they said, well, listen, in the meantime, it says in God's word, in Psalms, they quoted Psalms. That's why that verse uh, is up there. And so that, that's why I said this is a good thing to write down, because you can go back later and, and check me on that. But it says that they went back to Psalms, and they said, you know, we have to pick another one to fill Judas' spot. And so it was leadership that was obedient to what God had said. They realized what God said. Hey, we're missing a guy. Let's be obedient to what it says and pick somebody else. And so they cast lots. Basically means they were like picking straws. And this guy, Matthias, uh, gets picked. So hopefully a church has some leadership that's obedient to the word. Hopefully they're not driven by what they think church should be and what they think should happen. So hopefully, um, you know, I'm not up here trying to just make a statement somehow in Naugatuck that is for something other than the message of Jesus Christ. If it's for something other than that, then uh, we're doing something completely wrong and I am way off um, and hopefully I don't gain much steam, right? That'd be a bad thing. And I'd have a lot to answer for when I got up there. Wouldn't be good. And all you guys probably stand around me and just be pointing at him and say, he's the guy that did it. <laughs> so... Leadership obedient to God's word. That's got to be a, a big thing. And here's another huge thing um, that I think uh, has to be there, which we saw through the book of Acts, is the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray all the time. That is like pr probably, honestly, one of my biggest prayer requests before God when I pray for the church as a whole is just that there would be power behind this church. Um, because that will really give credible evidence to that God is just at work here. Power, people are just, um, relationships are transformed. Um, they are freed. Um, for whatever may have been just a master in their life for way too long, they're looking at life differently. Um, healings on the spot. Why not? I put a post on Facebook this week about what we might be talking, what we would be talking about this Sunday. And David Wilkerson put a blog post out um, about the church, like kind of in the end days and what it should look like. And how in Acts, we're not necessarily supposed to imitate every single thing that they did, but it should have some critical elements that are still there. And his point was that the power that was in Acts should still be evidence in the church today. We don't want to squash it out. Now, it might get uncomfortable, and it might seem a little strange, and we might not like where God might take it, but we've got to let him do it. Right? We've got to let him do it. Part of the early church was imprisonment, was stoning, was um, betrayal. Um, there were some ugly, uncomfortable things there. But God was working with it. He was around it. So the power of the Spirit. Um, Acts 2. Uh, when it came down, the birth of the church and the Holy Spirit came. Um, in uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 7, where just, uh, there were signs and wonders just being uh, performed there. Uh, and and 5.12... Um, kind of more the same of miraculous signs and wonders. Actually, in 3.7, one of the signs and wonders, remember the crippled guy? He's sitting at the gate, and he saw uh, Paul and Peter there. And they didn't have any money. He was asking for money. He's like, listen, I don't have any. What do I have? I'm going to give to you. And he just said, get up and walk, right? There's things that like, happened in the church. And then in 6.8, that was Stephen and his whole entire ministry. Um, third thing, teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. That's kind of like, and we spent some time in this earlier before, like this should be another core essential of a church. I hope. 
I hope, I hope, there's some teaching going on about the actual Bible, like all of it that's in there. They just don't pick bits and pieces and stay there all the time and have the same message all the time. Hopefully there's some good teaching going on. Hopefully there's good fellowship where people just like hang out together and there's actual relationships so it's not... Um, you just see people maybe once a week and then never ever talk to them again and it's just you have no idea what's going on in each other's lives. So hopefully that family dynamic, that community aspect is there. Breaking of bread, right? Having meals together and then also doing communion together which we're going to be doing today. Um, prayer has to be a cornerstone. And in Acts 2.42-47, that's just what they did. They got together, they taught, they fellowshiped, they breaking of bread and did prayer. Um, a focus on the poor and widows, and that was really Stephen's ministry. And honestly, that's where the church really took off. That's where it really took off. It was with Stephen and with, quote-unquote, the benevolence ministry, the food ministry, the helping of other people that didn't have anything. Because up until this point, they'd go around, certainly doing signs and wonders. People would be turning uh, to Christ. But it really spread. It never got outside Jerusalem until the food ministry and benevolence ministry of Stephen and what he was doing. Never spread. Persecution came, it spread, and then that's just where it took off. Then you have guys like Philip that stepped on the scene and all kinds of things. Persecution and trials. And hopefully it's a church where it's just like smooth going all the time, always smooth sailing. You might want to wonder and kind of reevaluate, geez, you know, how come we never have any difficult times? Probably it should maybe be the gospel offends some people. And it kind of gets you into some sticky situations sometimes. So it's always safe and easy going. Just might want to take a look at it. Growth for sure. Uh, people are being saved. And then right at the bottom there, the preaching of God's word and repentance. Right, That was a big, big mark of the early church. And the common message was, we read so many times, and when you go back to read it, uh, some of those passages, it was, Repent and be baptized. Be baptized and repent. We read that multiple, multiple, multiple times. Because people came to a place where they're like, oh, I'm seeing life for what it is. I'm seeing what God is actually asking. What do I do next? And it was repent and be baptized. They change their life and then become baptized. So those are some things that we should certainly write happening. Should be happening. Now, are they all going to happen all the same, exactly as Acts? No, probably not. Do we have to live in a community with each other where we just like give everything away and we just put our money in a pot and just kind of live that way? And, well, I guess you could if you want to. And there's groups in the U.S. that do that. I don't think that's the call for everybody. But I think that if God is calling you in that way and you don't, like, that's not a good thing. You should be going that way. But is it for everybody? Do we have to do that? No, we don't have to do that. So, here's a question we got to ask them. The church is, right, each of us individuals kind of making a whole, it's the mass of believers, it's us here, it's the Christians in South Korea, it's the Christians in uh, Europe, it's the Christians in Pakistan, the few that there are, right, it's all of us. Um, hopefully at their churches, dynamic things are being done, and um, if you spend any time, like, reading, and listening to other pastors from overseas and seeing what's happening at their churches, it's pretty incredible. Um, it's actually very amazing. And uh, maybe, I guess, in, in some ways, it's kind of depressing to see what's happening over here. Um, so we got to ask ourselves then, you know, what's our role at CC Nautic? Like, what are we called to do 
what do we have to do? Um, what is God's um, expectation? And that's an interesting question because honestly, um, each church should certainly be centered around preaching the saving message of Jesus Christ, um, discipling people, helping them grow up into Christ, and then have them go out and just reach the world for Christ. Like, that should kind of be the goal of all churches. Now, the way they do it is obviously going to be very different. Right? Different people have different ideas of how they want that to look. And so sometimes you get to different denominations, and that's kind of the way they want it to look. Um, it's not good if denominations are just so divided they don't reach with anybody else. Um, but denominations are right, okay, if we can work together. Um, but what's our role here? Well, the way I see it and the way I envision it is kind of this right here. This is kind of the way I'm thinking about it, taking the Calvary Chapel model, uh, preaching the Word, and taking the uh, expectation of God's grace changing our lives. Here's what I think. It says, not really to be a church that has a purpose of changing the culture, but equipping a group of people to change the culture. Right? There's, there's a difference there. Not really to be a church that has a purpose of change. Like, I, I just don't want to go out and just like, change Naugatuck and this is the way I want it to be because this is the way it should look. That's not the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as I want to equip anybody who comes through those doors and becomes a part of this church Equip them in a way to where they just fall in love with Jesus Christ. They want to be more in love with Him each and every day and have Him transform their lives and wherever that goes, it goes. That's, that's what our role is here. That's what I'd like to do. That's my idea. That's my vision. Not every church has that same idea and vision or they might, but it might look differently. But that's kind of our goal, to have people come in here, equip them equip them with their true relationship with God. And wherever that takes them, that's where it takes them. Because at the end of the day, this is his gig, this is not my gig. And we talked about it kind of like this before. This is kind of the way we think about having people be equipped when they come here, when they come to this church. God is at the center, that's in the middle, his word is there, his saving truth is there, his grace is there. And then all around the outside, it's kind of this process of where these are the different things like we try and do at the church, where we have this army that we get, that we kind of um, will have, we'll mobilize, and then we go out, right? Just like it showed in the video, where we deploy on our mission, wherever our mission is, whether it's at your job, within your family, whatever it is, it's your mission field. A seminary, where we come here, we learn about the Bible, learn about God, learn about His truths. It's a hospital to where, let's be honest, we are all, each individually, uh, have hurts, have trials, have struggles, and I hope and I pray that this church will be a place to where it is healing for people. Not because we're just super nice to each other, but because the Holy Spirit is there and He's speaking through each of you to minister to each individual other person. Right, it's not my show where I just do that for everybody. It's like we're all of you, all of us, we do it to each other. And we also go out and do it in the world to other people. And then hopefully, it's certainly a family and a community. Right, so I think that's kind of where our role is, to kind of fulfill all those things and then at the same time equip everyone who comes through here, from little ones to experienced veteran ones, right? And go out and just do whatever God has us to do. Change the world, hopefully. That's why. Um, 
So what is our? Meaning me, meaning you, right? So that's our role as a church. What is our role? I spelled it wrong. Did you catch that spelling mistake? What's our role in Ecclesia, right? What are we supposed to do? So that's what CC Nagi is supposed to do. That's what it should look like. Now we know what the church is. So like, you know, what, what are we supposed to do? Like, we're, what's our part? If I let Julie proofread this, she definitely want to snag that. Um, it's simple, right? Our part is actually, believe it or not, pretty simple. It's just to be in the game. Just to get involved in this thing, like be in the game. So there's the church here at CC Naugatuck, um, serving in any capacity, in any way. That's part of it. Wherever you are, right, just like the video showed, wherever you are and the people are around you, it's being in the game in that situation. Actually being a witness and being uh, persuasive and uh, being God's hands and feet no matter where we are. It's about literally being in the game. It's not taking it off uh, just because it's not Sunday. I had final exams this week at school. And, um, you know, the kids are fun. They don't really... We're supposed to start off every class with prayer time, okay? And... Um, it's interesting that they just don't really know how to pray. Like, to talk to God is just this most bizarre thing in the world. And it's just like, unless it's written on a piece of paper, line by line by line, it's like, Mr. Murphy, what do I say? Um, and so we, I have these booklet of prayers, and we do it in the morning beforehand. And so final exam week, that's like the only time where they're like, Mr. Murphy, we got to pray. And, I'm, uh, and, you know, so I'm standing out there, and I'm like, guys, I'm like, you know, so let me just get this right. Like, you're telling me that, uh, well, basically there's a good chance you're not going to talk to God at all this week. You probably won't talk to him on Sunday, uh, but you want to talk to him right now and ask for his help for the test, right? And you're like, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> like, all right. At least we're honest about that, right? At least that's out in the open. That's all understood. Um, but, you know, they're, they're not really in the game. You know, they just know a certain thing of rules, and that's just what they do. And, you know, to them that makes sense, and that's worshiping God. And, um, you know, my prayer is hopefully that God will work through me and kind of change that idea and that perspective and thought process. Um, because I don't know how much I hold against them. That's just all they know. That's what they've been raised up in. You know, how do you... It's tough. It's tough. Um, so our role, certainly, um, be in the game. Um, because if we're not in the game, we're actually missing some players. We're missing some players. Right? Because all of us are equipped to serve the body um, and to help out. Right? I might be a finger. You might be a foot. Somebody has an elbow. Somebody's got some strong legs, right? We're all parts. And if we're not working together as that unit and we got like mostly, you know, uh, ankles carrying the way, like we're, it's just, it's not really going to work out. We got to function together. Like God has brought all of us together to function in this church in a healthy way. And so a big part of that is fits figuring out where we can fit into place. And then from there, working together and doing that. Like that's the goal, that's the idea. Because each of you, each of us is gifted spiritually gifted to help build this church. To build, the, like, C.C. Nogatuck, but to also build the church mass as a whole. Right? We are all gifted in that way, and so we want to know what it is, and we want to help get into that, to be in that game. So, what we're going to do, you don't want to see church's chicken anymore. So, what we're going to do is we're going to close here, uh, but we're going to close up with communion. Um, and so what we're going to do is I think that um, 
So we're going to pass uh, some stuff out. We're going to play a song. He'll pass out the elements and, uh, and hold on to them. Uh, wait, and we will uh, we'll take it together.
crimson stain He washed it white as snow He washed it white as snow God, we just want to say, uh, you know, before we take, um, partake in this, Lord, that we just thank you, Lord, for taking our sin, Lord, make it as white as snow, Lord. Um, that song always comes to my mind, Lord, whenever, you know, the snow starts falling, God, and um, <laughs> that was a lot last winter, but um, we just thank you for that, Lord. Uh, truly an impossible, um, an impossible mission without you, Lord. And we would certainly be lost, God, and we thank you. So it says, uh, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we take it. Says in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And so we take it. Says, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so that's why we do it, that's why we take it. That's what they also did in early church, and we're going to keep doing it until we hear that loud trumpet sound go off and the earth starts thundering, and we're like, it's time to go home. Right? Until then, that's what we wait for. So let's stand and then we'll close in prayer. Uh, so I hope that, you know, going through Acts <clears throat> helped give you a, a better picture as far as like what the church looked like and some things that should be going on in there. Uh, I hope that and pray, certainly prayed a lot, um, that in your own uh, time as going through Acts and reading along with us, that God um, you know, has shown you some things and that uh, it's been helpful to you. So God, we just, um, I just want to thank you just for the gift of um, giving us the church, Lord. Um, I would hate to think of what the world might look like without the church. It would just be a horrible place, God. And so I just thank you for this church, Lord. I thank you for other churches in Naugatuck, Lord. I thank you for other churches in the valley and in this state, God. And I pray, Lord, and we just ask that you would um, put a special blessing um, on each church, God, to where they would just truly pursue after you, Lord. Be truly open and willing to whatever you might have them do, God. And I pray the same for us, Father. We would be open to wherever you're having us to go and wherever you're having us to do. And as we go out from this building, Lord, as we're in the church, as we are the church during the week, wherever we are at, I pray, Lord, that you would just equip us um, to love people, um, that you would provide opportunities to share the good news of you, and that you would just uh, guide us into some doors that would only be opened by you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that as we read through the book of Acts and all the miraculous stories that stick out, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just also bring miraculous stories in our lives and in this church, God. Because that is the testimony of the God that we serve, Lord. So we ask you for more of that, Father. 
And so, God, we love you, and as we go out this week, just keep us safe. Help us to enjoy time with families and to really take time to thank you for all that you've blessed us with, Lord. And you do even more that we don't even know about. And so we just say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.